Welcome to the Vacation Home Help Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to helping vacation rental owners self-manage their properties. Your hosts deliver short and sweet episodes with actionable advice, tips, and strategies to level up your hosting skills. Whether you are a complete beginner or have been in the vacation home rental business for a while, you are in the right place to get the tools you need to succeed. Here are your hosts, John Candelario and Tim Casey. Hi, everyone. So today we're going to talk about Tim's start. Um, he started completely new to the vacation rental business. And in, in just a year, he's already grossed over 100000 in bookings. So he's going to share his secrets on how he did it um, and his key takeaways, because I know a lot of you are in the same shoes. You're just getting started. And I'm sure you want the outcome he had. So Tim, uh, how did you do it? Yeah, so John, I think I'm going to break this down to just you know the five or six key steps, and these were all learnings that I had during my first year. I surely did not go into this um, prepared as prepared as I thought I was to be successful with vacation rentals. But you know, first and foremost, when we decided to build a vacation rental, we had to have somewhat of a vision in mind. Who are we building this for? Who is our target guest? And we really built this not only for families, but for generational families. As you know, John, it's a larger home. And we kind of envisioned the grandparents all the way down to the grandkids being in the house and enjoying it. So we built it and designed it for that target group. We built it comfortable. We built it themed in such a way that we thought it would appeal to a generational type family reunion or family gathering. So that was number one, have a vision and have an idea who your target guest is, and then build it in such a way that you uh, your pricing is going to work out. So we built it premium because we wanted to price it premium. That was number one. Number two was you can't do this by yourself. And boy, did I learn that the hard way. Mm-hmm. You've got to assemble a good team around you, a good team that can support you, a good team that can be a resource to you as you have a gazillion questions during this journey that is a very unfamiliar journey to you. So, you know, once you kind of have your target guest in mind, then you've got to have your team around you. And that wasn't quick or easy. It was in some cases trial and error, but I knew I had to have the team around me before I could start moving forward. Um, very aggressively because without the team, I realized early on I couldn't do it by myself. The third was just be prepared to make mistakes. Don't get down on yourself. Don't get uh, concerned that you made a bad decision. You're going to make mistakes. I made a thousand mistakes. Uh, the objective is just learn from them. Try not to make the same mistake twice. Uh, don't get too down on yourself. Don't be hard on yourself. Accept the fact that this is new to you. Make the mistakes, learn from them, and then adjust quickly. If you make a mistake, don't stick to it. Learn from it, adjust, and move forward on a on a different path. And you know, once you've done those steps and you're ready to start uh, really going aggressively into your business, every day is still a learning curve. As an example, I thought I had a good approach to pricing. And then the industry changed again. Airbnb made a few changes. So you've got to think about the changes in the environment being made around you and then step back, evaluate your path, and then course correct if necessary. John, let me pause there because I know you work with a, a ton of owners. You can probably add some insight too. 
Well, Tim, what I liked about your story and working with you is you knew what you wanted from the get-go. So most people, uh, when I consult them, they come to me and they say, you know, what should I do? Like, I want obviously to make a lot of money on this, but you know, I don't want a lot of headache, et cetera. But you were like, I know who my guests should be. I know I want families here and I know I want to not be the cheapest house on the block. I want to be the most premium offering on the block. And it's bold to say that when there's so many rentals in the same resort. But you did it and you said, hey, my my unit is more well taken care of. My operations are excellent and I have great people. I have a dream team. Therefore, I can charge more because I'm delivering a better guest experience. And you boldly price your house two to three times higher than your competition. And anyone else would be afraid to do that. They'd say, hey, I'm just getting started. I don't want to scare away potential renters. I'm going to take a more... you know." A, say conservative approach and be really, really cheap. So I could just draw in the first bookings to get the first reviews. You did the opposite and you've secured bookings like one week for you pays for the month, right? So it's like you don't have to be fully occupied because you are taking the philosophy that I'd rather have my property at a premium price than have a lot of turnover at a cheap rate. And it actually worked out for you. So that's what I like the most about your story and how you did it. Yeah, John, and you helped me strategize and think through this. And once again, it goes back to having a great team and, and learning from your resources. But, you know, we went into this after we strategized thinking that, okay, somewhere between 45 and 50% occupancy is going to be right because we need, we can't do back-to-backs to keep the house looking premium. We've got to have some time between bookings. So 45 to 50% was where I was going. And I priced it in such a way to be very premium. And as you know, John, I, I charge between eight and $900 a night. But here's the key. You can go in with a strategy but what really matters is what the guest thinks. So after that first rental, my question was, did the guest experience it as a premium property? Because if they didn't, then my strategy was flawed. The good news is, I think we designed it in such a way that even though the guest was paying more than they would have to pay for other homes, they were very happy. I've had nothing but five-star reviews and you know the, it has to be a guest-centric business. So if I didn't get that feedback, I would have had to rethink my strategy. But uh, so far, so good. It's worked out well. And uh, I've been able to keep the house in great shape because I have a great team and because I'm not trying to have a 95% occupancy, which is just going to lead to wear and tear. So that was my strategy. Everyone's going to have their own strategy. I would just say, you got to have one. You got to have a vision and a strategy and then execute to it with a great team. But remember, this is a guest-centric business and they're what, they are what matters most. Right. And Tim, like to our listeners, I just want to touch on that this is possible for them too. Um, they can have the same kind of success, even in a, in this economic environment, they can still achieve the same success if they do the right things and they put the guest experience first. And that's what we want to do on the podcast is we want to create a lot of success stories just like tips. Thanks for supporting us. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Visit vacationhomehelp.com and click podcast for more resources on today's topic and more episodes that will help you level up your hosting skills. Let's get social. Connect with us today by joining our growing community of motivated owners at facebook.com slash groups slash vacation home help. 
As a member, you will have access to sneak peeks and exclusive free resources. You can also connect with other owners with shared interests, learn from each other, the community, and from shared experiences. Again, thank you for supporting us. Until next time, take care.